All right, hour three, it's the Plank Show right here on The Rev with Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank. See, I, ESPNU has the Miami Hurricanes 30 for 30 on, and that's one that I always, always want to watch. What's, oh. what's it called for the U? Or? Uh, now you're going to put it on. I'm going to sit here and watch it the rest, the rest of this year, very radio program. Uh, the U. Billy Corbin did it. Yeah. I knew it was something with the U. I didn't know if it was just that. I forgot. Boy, we needed we needed Twitter during that. There is one era. Could you imagine what Michael Irvin as a college kid would be like on Twitter? Oh, man. Oh, no, wait. Hold on. We don't need Twitter. We needed Instagram. So you could have – we needed Instagram for the Larry Johnson run at UNLV, for the Michael Irvin at Miami. Boz here at OU. Oh, Let's yeah. Let's go. Well – and name image likeness for a couple of those guys too. Are you oh, kidding me? My goodness. Do you, you know how much money Boz would have made? And some would say, well, <laughs> but <laughs> you know, Fair you know point. how much money he would have made at OU? Oh, so much cash. So much cash. All right. Well, you you ready to get after it? It's time for the top five stories of the day. We do this every single day. And as always, it's brought to you by our good friends at Newcastle Casino. It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. Newcastle Casino, conveniently located off I-44, exit 107. Happy hour, Monday through Friday, 3 to 6 p.m., NewcastleCasino.com. I did want to take a moment to say uh, thank you to Sooner Soldier, uh, the 661, Ty from Bartlesville, uh, Tommy, the 540, Jay, Kendall, everyone sending out their well wishes to Willie C. I would send them to him, but there's no chance that he would actually read the text that I sent him. I'm actually kind of surprised that I actually heard from him this morning. <laughs> It's a. It's like good. It's he like did a, reach out directly. Right. There is. There's. I guess a plank family theme here, to where if you don't live right across the street from your dad, you don't talk to him until you're there. So we'll uh, we'll continue to work through that. All right. Top five stories of the day. Let's go. Big story number five. Number five. All right. Big story number five. Josh Helmer. Cruton news. Let's let's do our best after I was talking to Tyler McComas. Maybe you know him from Locked In. Maybe you know him from The Rush. He's on His these various airwaves. forms of stardom. Two to six. Maybe, Diamond Envy. Maybe you know him from Barrett Sports Media. But could be. Could be. Uh, I was talking to Tyler during the break, and he said it was one of the wildest hours they've ever had on the show. And really? We, and I think they said close to like 200 text messages in just the first segment of the show which is just uh, amazing to see how fired up y'all were about this. But let's just – let's pigeonhole this as easily as we possibly can, Josh, for everyone. But it looks as if the Sooners believed that they were getting Xavier Sims and – did I get the name right? Zadavian. Zadavian Sims. And it even went as far as Todd Bates, you know – leaving a very serious situation to go see said perceived commit. Yeah. And then the rug was pulled out from underneath. 
there seems to be some varying degrees of blame and finger pointing that's going on here involving those who are kind of in the Sims camp and those who are involved in, you know, helping steer him in the right direction. So I I guess that's that's all really good on that front, unless there is more, Josh, that you feel like you want to add to it. But I'm here to tell you right now, I I hate that for Coach Bates. I hate it for coaches, period, because how in the world, how in the world can you live a life like that, man? It's challenging in every, you know, every single element of recruiting. You're not secured until you get that guy on campus. And now when you get him on campus, Josh, what happens? You got to make sure that he doesn't transfer out. Yeah, you're, you're recruiting more than ever before. I mean, you win one recruiting battle to get a kid on campus and turn around and here's another one. But that's just – that's the nature of what it is now. What about the fallout from this? A lot of finger-pointing toward the founder and director of C4 Sports Performance and Fitness, Sean Cooper. Some of the smoke yesterday – and I don't know if Parker said this. So I don't want to quote him as having said this, but I did see people tweeting that Oklahoma, I mean, is Oklahoma basically tapping out of recruiting kids that are tied to C4? I don't know. Um, I, I, I would don't imagine know. if the, I mean, again, getting back to our Jimmy Johnson conversation, I don't know that you, you operate that way, but maybe you're a little more leery going forward if you weren't already. I am. Um, I, can I, I, can I plead a little ignorance on understanding C4 and, Sean Cooper. I mean, I I, I think it's just a, a training center. Is it well, not? I just noticed that Ari Wasserman has a massive story about Sean Cooper that was back in April and kind of the ties that they seem to have to Michigan State, among others. But hey, I'll just I'll read you one quick little link here. The hell is Michigan State doing spending so much time in Oklahoma? Some have assumed Cooper is behind the scenes pulling the strings. But for a former Southeastern Oklahoma State University football player who spent time playing professionally in Europe, there's no obvious connection to the Spartans. By happenstance, former Michigan State assistant B.T. Jordan shared an agent with Cooper when both were playing professional football and the two remained close friends. So, I don't know, I guess... I mean... Just he likes Mel Tucker? I mean, it could be that simple. Cooper wants players who put in the work. He is close with Oklahoma coach Brent Venables, and he raves about how Venables, uh, how Vanderbilt is one of his favorite football programs in the country. Which, uh, I don't know, I'm just, I, I got. So Davian Sims had Vanderbilt as a finalist, did he not? He did. This might be an interesting read for some of y'all. Oh, in fact, here is a little bit on. On Sims. Let's see here. I hate to be doing this live on the air. Sims has visited Michigan State, has a close relation with the Spartans. Michigan State was like the fourth. The key to Cooper's success has been the way he trains these prospects. Many of them have been working out with the same guy since they were in high school. And it's just kind of laying out what he's all about. So there you go. There's a little bit on. An Ari Wasserman piece on Sean Cooper, but I guess are people mad because he was the he was the guy that was appeared to be steering Zadavian Sins toward Oregon? Is that where that's coming from? I guess. 
I don't know. This is from the text line from Sam and Edmund. Parker said, and I quote, if a kid OU is recruiting is tied to C4, he will have to sever ties to C4 for Oklahoma to recruit him, end quote. Does not apply to Spear because he's already committed. Okay. That's according to Sam and Edmund, who's never <laughs> who's steered a, me wrong. Who's according to <laughs> Parker Thune. Uh, the other big story, I, I'll dig through this and see what more. Hey, the guy says glowing things about Brent Venables. This was as recent as April 5th. So there's that, number one. Number two, we're, we're short a wide receiver heading into the class for the Oklahoma Sooners, but I feel like, Josh, everyone kind of knew this was going to be the case with Keon Brown, right? Yeah, Keon Brown, if you missed it, heading to – signed with Oklahoma, but now heading to Garden City Community College instead. We understand that uh, the, the academic side, that was in, in limbo for a while and – now this is where he will head, though. Yes, you brought Brennan Thompson aboard. You brought Andrew Anthony aboard via the transfer portal. So it seems like Oklahoma was getting its ducks in a row beforehand. Right. They they were very active in the portal. So it would make sense that, okay, this is – here we go. Here's why there are concerns about Brown. He's out. We'll see how things play out it, for this year. He's going to Garden City. So I wouldn't tap out on that completely. And then the final recruiting note was an offer has been rescinded. Oh, yeah, because it was another Juco guy, right? Took the trip to Illinois. So, in other words, this is a really, really good time to be listening to Locked On from 2 to 3 and then Steel Man and Thune at noon from noon to 2. Lane Jenkins. Lane Jenkins (laughs) is not. And Oklahoma Sooner commit anymore. So you've got the disappointment over the Zadavian Sims recruitment where he has committed Oregon, and some are really angry about the way the process played out. Keon Brown is headed to a community college, and Lane Jenkins is no longer a Sooner commit. He's going to uh, be a part of the conductor of the hog train. It's only Tuesday. No, uh, Illinois. I, well, I know, but. Oh, I see what you're saying. No. <laughs> The, the, I, the famous I phone apologize. call. I apologize, right, my bad. Bielema's the conductor of the oh, hot, hot Right over my head, I apologize. All right, big story number four. Number four. Like I said, Steel Man and Thune got you covered at noon with all the and talk and then two to three. Josh, I know you've uh, been all over this for HawkeyesWire.com, but what do we know about the latest involving the Big Ten's need to renegotiate its deal with ESP, well, with NBC. They don't have a deal with ESPN anymore, but where are we right now as far as the Big Ten? Money that's owed, there's a major story about it coming out of Washington State, but uh, involving the Pac 12 and its TV deal. But what do we know about the Big Ten and its deal? Well, we know that there's $40 million in damages for giving out the Big Ten championship game in 26 to NBC when there was no authorization to do so. We know that there's still monies owed for the COVID season for lost inventory. And we know that there's uh, some problems with the primetime games with NBC because I guess Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State said, uh, nah, dog, we already told you we don't play primetime games in November. So in terms of news that's happened since plank i mean maybe you can inform me i don't know what the the latest news beyond that would be yeah there there really hasn't been anything it's kind of gone radio silent right it's kind of reached a point where you know you're not getting much information if any on this story and i don't think you are i think maybe the big ten's embarrassed by it well they should be right It, it, it is uh for a leader of a conference for a commissioner to have 
bungled this thing so horribly is just amazing. And, and remember, here's the crazy part about it. Plank, when this $7 billion deal was quote-unquote finalized, you and I and many others sat here and there and talked about, well, boy, this is a what a what a restoration for Kevin Warren's perception, right? Because, I mean, this guy was a punching bag, the target of much ridicule for the way that he handled COVID and the Big Ten not playing, and then eventually, finally, they did play. And now it looks even worse because you start, you start backtracking to that, and Petiti, meanwhile, taking over as the commish. I would have thought, and I think you and I did think, He's coming in, doesn't really have that much. I mean, what is this guy going to do? Expansion is done. They've added who they wanted to add. The Big Ten TV deal's done. And now, lo and behold, uh, yeah, there's much work to be done. Meanwhile, a story out of the Pac-12 is interesting, too, which has nothing to do with their current TV deal, which is seemingly every single conversation that affects the Pac-12. Monica McNutt. That's the ESPN person. I have no. They never put her name on anything. I just happened to look up. I don't know if I've ever heard her talk. Yeah, she's she's been doing some of the the pregame coverage right. stuff too. I just happened to look up and she was on talking. I I literally I don't know if I've ever heard her voice. I've seen her. It's just we're always they have it on in, in the studio while we're doing former the show. WNBA player or college athlete Played at Georgetown, I believe it was. Gotcha. Uh, Brad McMurphy is reporting this morning. Well, and, and I'm kind of sharing a note. Washington State President Kirk Schultz. Former K-State president, right? That's right. Says WSU Athletics will have, quote, temporary freeze on all current and future vacant positions until further review, as well as a pause on non-essential travel, purchases, and new professional development. The reason? Significant decrease in Pac-12 revenue distribution as a result of overpayments from one of the conference's media partners that must be resolved. Relocation of the Pac-12 headquarters out of San Francisco exceeded budget projections as well. Additionally, WSU projects that Cougar Athletics exceeded its expenditures for the year due to an inadequate documentation of revenues and expenses. So It's a mess. It's a mess at Washington State. And that, by the way, has nothing to do with its TV deal. Meanwhile, breaking just moments ago. Has a little bit to do with their TV deal, though, because. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. Their current, what's going on now. Like, people are, oh, see, they're not getting any money, blah, blah, blah. No, well, this is because of the overpayment. Correct. And it has to do with what looks to be really poor bookkeeping. As but, well. yes, yes to all of that. But if you had this, uh, which, again, let's wait until, I guess, the Big Ten deal is finalized. But if you had this big SEC bag of cash every single year going forward, okay, you wouldn't have to put a freeze on a bunch of this stuff. So it it does have a little bit to do with the the current TV deal not being ironed out and what the future looks like going forward. And even if their TV deal was ironed out, I don't don't know if it would be enough to (laughs) – No, uh, yeah, they'd still be going this route. Blake Shapin has been named the starter at Baylor. He was in a battle with Mississippi State transfer Sawyer Robertson. And so today was the day that Dave Aranda said, it's my starting quarterback right there, <laughs> however he would do it. Electric, electric. Why, uh, today's a curious day to announce your starting quarterback, is it not? Yeah. I don't know. 
I don't know if it makes a lot of sense as far as I'm concerned, but what do Spring I know? Spring football's way done. <laughs> I mean, is this just, hey, we want Baylor in the, new, in the news, or what's going on? Josh, whatever reason they decided today was the day when we're making Blake shape in our starting quarterback. All right. Anything else on the college front we need to get to? I don't think so. I think we're good. Big story number three. Number three. We had a handful of NFL quote-unquote rules changes. I'm very perplexed by the third active quarterback because basically they're not opening up another roster spot, so they've still got to be on the 53-man rosters. So basically you still have to have three quarterbacks on your roster if you want. And then I guess the second part of it that's a little bit confusing to me isn't this just the old rule being brought back that the NFL used to have that you could dress three quarterbacks that's essentially what's going on here right which you probably should be able to dress three quarterbacks I don't know why you wouldn't everyone's quite so it's the Brock Purdy rule I'm like no it's it's the, the rule that they had for the longest time and then it just for some reason went away though that was a pretty notable instance to where you would have Heck liked yeah. to have been able to dress one more quarterback. Yeah, like, wait a minute, hold on. Josh Johnson is our guy. And here's the funny thing. It's a lot like recruiting in football. It's not like that third quarterback is Tom Brady. You know, it's not like, <laughs> like all right, we got to turn. It's a Josh Johnson type player. Yeah, usually that backup quarterback is not <laughs> anywhere Especially close the to NFL. that. Uh, but the the fourth and, what, the 25-yard line, fourth and 20 rule was tabled once again to get rid of the onside kicks in the NFL. I'm telling you right now, I think if the Chiefs ever wanted to, if that rule came into place, they might be in a situation where they can have the football the whole game. I'm thoroughly convinced. That would be amazing if a team <laughs> actually accomplished possessing the football the whole, the whole game. game. Are you guys uh, trying the onside kick? No, we're doing the fourth and 20 uh, thing here. Are you going to kick it off? No, fourth and 20. Here we go. They ran the football 95 times. <laughs> Uh, but that was tabled for now. And the the other big thing for the NFL that kind of caught my eye was the Oklahoma, <clears throat> the Las Vegas Raiders, and a partial ownership with Tom Brady. I guess maybe for me, Josh, I still don't know what the part is, like what percentage are we talking about. But I just I think you like to be around winners, right? So when you're around winners and you're a program that sucks like the Raiders do, Go get whomever you can to help you out. Or go get a guy like Tom Brady to help you out. So I'm good with it. I'm yeah. happy with it. Well, w one of the best uh, investments you can make is if you have the capital to be an NFL owner. So congratulations. I think 20 teams started OTAs today. Here's a list of some players that are MIA right now. Stephon Diggs, Quinnen Williams, Saquon Barkley, Evan Ingram, DeAndre Hopkins, and Josh Allen, the Jaguar. Also Chase Young is not present today at Washington's camp, nor is Montez Sweat for that nature. Uh, Seahawks Pro Bowl cornerback Tariq Wooten, uh, Woolen underwent arthroscopic knee surgery today. He'll be out until training camp. And uh, I think that's it. Oh, flex scheduling on Thursday night, Josh Helmer. What do you think? Now, it's a very small and minute amount of games that could – probably be affected by this but what do you what do you make of the decision to make flex scheduling part of thursday night football a lot of rules that are involved though a lot of rules that are involved in well the flex run schedule. down some of those rules for me well i think there's only six games that are actually candidates to be flexed 
and toward the end of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Towards the end of the season. I don't like it. I, I to me, Thursday is not a date that you can flex on the schedule. I, I Sunday, Sunday night, Monday, sure, okay, but uh, I just don't think that that's. If you want to act like player safety and health is any sort of a realistic concern in the National Football League, you can't have it set up to where it's supposed to be a regular week and magically it turns into a short week. You can't. Instead of the 15-day notice before a game can be moved from Thursday to Sunday, it's a full 28-day notice to pull the Thursday to Sunday switcheroo. Um, that's significant because and that's good. Yeah, you know, that's four weeks. I mean, a game can seem like a massive game, and then four weeks later, it's like, oh yeah, they just lost four straight games. So yeah. And ultimately, it's these networks. Sorry, sometimes you're not going to get a great game. Right. It's just the reality of Especially it. Especially Thursday night. Oh, the NFL did just approve another rule change this morning. Oh, it's going to trigger Teddy so much. The NFL this morning, they delayed a vote on proposed fair catches putting the ball on the 25-yard line, but they circled back to it this morning, and the change was approved. As a result, it's a college rule, the ball will be placed on the 25-yard line if a team makes a fair catch inside the 25-yard line on kickoffs. It's, it's one of the rules that's in place in the college game which, if I remember correctly, is something that Teddy Lehman is not a big fan of. Removing the kickoffs, removing special teams. We're going to get to the point where they're just going to put the ball on the 25-yard line. There right, you go. This we're going to start the game. Let's go. <laughs> or you could go for fourth and 20. Right. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, big story number two. Number two. Softball tickets sold out for the Super Regional in a very quick amount of time. We had a chance to talk to JT Gasso yesterday, and uh, let's see here. Which one do you want? Let's let's have JT's thoughts on the Clemson Tigers. Yeah, uh, real low ERAs as a staff. Uh, it's not you know I know Kegel has a lot of their innings, but they have really good pieces uh, all the way around. So uh, it's going to take a whole team effort. To, uh, to really battle this out. And, um, you know, their offense is, is good. And I think they were hitting, like, over 300 and whatnot. So at this point in the stage, and Coach talked about it uh, with the team, is every game now, every opponent is tough. So you got to, you know, just come out and, and absolutely execute at a high level. Um, and, you know, the, all, a lot of that goes into our prep work. So, uh, you know, we'll be, we'll be ready come time, but um, – you know, we're going to work really hard in practice to be ready for uh, the game on Friday. One o'clock first pitch on Friday. Two o'clock. No, wait, noon on Saturday. Sorry, I went the wrong direction. One o'clock Friday, noon on Saturday. We'll see if that Saturday game ends up on ABC. Maybe I was openly hoping for like a noon o'clock first pitch. All right, uh, which gets us to big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. For the first time in franchise history, the Denver Nuggets are headed to the NBA Finals. This is going to go fast, people. Pay attention. Austin Reeves look in. Four seconds left. Two buckets. Two points ties it up. LeBron in the paint. Layup. No good. Got his own board. There's the horn. And the Denver Nuggets, for the first time in franchise history, will go 
to the NBA Finals. Oh, my God. They swept the Lakers. Wow. Huge. Huge for Denver. Huge. Um, Let's see. Afterwards... Oh, that's some good stuff here. I don't want Mike Malone to get mad at me. Here's what's funny is I joked about how triggered I was about Mike Malone complaining about the lack of coverage. And a couple people are like, yeah, that's what happens. That's what he should be. I'm like, my point is it's nothing new. This is what happens all the time. When the Lakers lose, it's about the Lakers. When the Cowboys lose, it's about the Cowboys. It's a you problem for watching ESPN. This show didn't start with it. Nine... 99% of these debate shows do what they feel like you react to. You're the dopes that respond to Skip Bayless on Twitter. You're the morons that watch this stuff. We're all guilty. I shouldn't say you. We. I'm not like, you. I'm not necessarily pointing. This is not directed to anybody in particular to the tax line. To royal you. But uh, how about Jokic afterwards? I'm going to say Jamal, just because he was, uh, like we said, he was injured. He was uh, getting through a tough period. Uh, he thought he did, they're going to trade him. Uh, the way how he's leading us and how he's uh, controlling the game, he's playing really well. I think I'm so happy for Jamal just to proving that he's worth, he's a special player in this league. Yes. There you go. And they are going to the finals. Uh, here is Jamal Murray. You know, we're going to keep making history. That's the thing. We want to keep that mindset and um, enjoy the moment. But we got more work to do, you know. So that's the mindset right now. It's a good mindset. Good mindset. And obviously the LeBron James quickly. Well, there's nothing quickly about this. Let's play it after the break. It's there, yeah. yeah. LeBron talking about his retirement. We'll get to it coming up next. There's your top five stories of the day right here on the Home Sooner Fans. All right. Your choice, Josh. Do you want to go – LeBron retirement, or do you want a little bit more of Jamison Thomas Gasso? I think we could probably do both, but let's hear a little JT. All right. Uh, things clicking for the Sooner softball team. The way that we've built it into our uh, identity as a as an offense and what we want to do, we're just trying to be smart. We, uh, like, I, like I keep saying, try and stay ahead of things and just really have a locked-in plan of, um, what we need to do to, to execute what we want to execute, um, play our game. And it's just the message we've been saying all year. So, uh, you know, we don't try and really do anything new uh, in the way that we play, the way that we approach things. Um, we've just been keeping it consistent all year. And sometimes the results may not show, you know, what, what we want, but we um, just keep plugging away, keep working hard. And that I think that's the, the one huge thing about this weekend is we worked really, really hard. And, you know, you'll, you'll hear and see people say, uh, oh, they coasted. They no, we work our butts off to, to play the way that we play. And um, it was, you know, really good things um, happen, and we just want to keep it rolling and learn from the, the things that we need to work on and uh, apply it to this, this upcoming weekend. Uh, we, we played what he had to say about Clemson. You know, I was watching the highlight of Jada Coleman's catch, so I went back and rewatched it like five or six times, and you just you kind of take for granted sometimes just how special she's become. And I think sometimes we take for granted the fact that she didn't really play outfield until the summer before her freshman year at a Team USA camp. 
you think about in the infield. What's one thing you never have to, to worry about? It's a wall. You'll never have to worry about a wall behind you. And we see that happen with, with everyone is the fear of that wall. Um, and, and our wall, too, even I know it's padded. And, but, it, I mean, if you run into it hard enough, it'll beat you up a little bit. And so that's something that we work on every single game in our, in our pregame warm-up. They learn how to get to the wall. They learn how to feel that out, the timing of it. And, I mean, she's done it so much that I, it's just I'm not surprised by it. Uh, we work on it in practice. We work on it uh, before games. So it's just one of those things where if it's getting to the wall, and I would say with you know any of our any of our outfielders, they got they're getting to the point to where um, those almost feel like routine, you know. And I'm not saying like, hey, we just work on these amazing catches, but what I'm saying is just the feeling of the awareness of where they're at on the field and space is, um, I think, very important, especially for outfielders. Yeah, I agree, JT. I agree. Uh, Oklahoma and Clemson. What do we know about Clemson? Well, they're led by one of the better players in the country in Valerie Cagle. And she is, from everything that I've been, I, you know, I've watched her play a couple times. Surprisingly, in the, in the games that I've seen Valerie Cagle, I haven't seen her pitch. And it seems kind of weird. I'm going to watch a couple of them uh, on the ACC network tonight. But she's played in all 55 games, was the ACC player of the year. Um, you, you, you name it, she's pretty much done it. I mean, you're, you're heading into a postseason. And, I mean, heading into the regional, she was hitting 457. In regional play – she was equally as impressive. Uh, she's really good, man. I- I'm really excited to see her. She's hitting every game in the postseason so far. She's, uh, let's see, five for, five for seven, three runs scored, three runs batted in, has a home run as well. And, oh, by the way, she she pitched in the last two games, or in, in, in all, she pitched in the last two games and even came in twice. In the finale, so she's thrown a lot. I'm I'm impressed by what Clemson has. They're a team that's was right there, you know, knocking on the door of the top five, and then they got swept by Florida State. So Oklahoma Clemson super regional action tickets already sold out, but we'll have you covered with Home Run Village. Hope to see a massive crowd out there at Home Run Village. Now we haven't talked a lot about the Big Twelve tournament for baseball. But kudos today to Braden Carmichael. He was named the Big 12 Pitcher of the Week. Complete game shutout against OSU on Friday night that forced that, if necessary, Sunday game. Sooners open up the Big 12 tournament tomorrow in Arlington at 4 o'clock against Oklahoma State. How are you feeling overall, Josh, just real quick before we break and we'll hit the uh, text to the show when we come back. How are you feeling about the draw for the Sooners in the Big 12 tournament? Meh? Eh? If you, get, uh. if you get by Oklahoma State, you feel pretty good. It feels like, feels like Oklahoma State's uh, – I mean, they, they doesn't feel like. They, they've had Oklahoma's number for a, a period of time here. So, that part I'm not, not feeling great about. But they, they need a couple of games. Need a couple of games in this tournament to uh, solidify that at-large uh, opportunity. TCU, Kansas State start things tomorrow. Oh, we'll have a game on during the, the show tomorrow. Oh, it'll be great. 9 a.m., 
Pete Hughes and Kansas State take on the Horned Frogs. Then, at noon, 30, Texas at Kansas. At 4 o'clock, Bedlam. And then at 7.30 tomorrow night, West Virginia at Texas Tech. Toby, if the Sooners win, would not have to worry about getting up early on Thursday morning. Well, outside of his radio show. 4 o'clock, first pitch there. If the Sooners happen to lose, they would face the loser of the TCU-Kansas State game tomorrow at 9 a.m. They would face the winner tomorrow at 4. All right, quick break. When we come back, your texts are next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on the Home of Sooner Fans, the ref, Sports Radio Network. Hour 3, as always, is brought to you by Mop and Roofing. We've got you covered, Oklahoma, locally owned and operated and fully insured, licensed, and bonded. Mopping Roofing, uh, Mop and Roofing is serving all of Oklahoma and has been in business for over 35 years, 703-3843. That's 405-703-3843. Let's get a few of these Knippemeyer Chevrolet texts from the 918. Projections have our baseball team as a three seed. We're fine with a loss. I'm here to tell you. I don't agree. Not not to be, and, and they are. They're they're projected as a three and a lot. I, I mean, I right. You're right on that front. But, but I, they're I'm here not to fine. No, I'm here to tell you that they're also projected as one of the last four teams in, or right there toward the cut line. And I'm just forewarning you: if OU goes two and barbecue in the Big Twelve tournament, they're not going to the postseason. They I mean, will not. You need to win. You need to win. Desperately need to win, or if not two. And like I, I mean. To sit back and say, oh, the final projections say that they're in as a three seed, so they're fine. A three seed is like not a comfortable situation to be in. A, a three seed in baseball is like a 12 seed in basketball. You know, Oklahoma and most Power Five conference schools are not going to be a four seed, right? Three seeds are shaky, shaky ground. And I want to see them make it. I firmly believe that they're going to make the postseason, and I think they've got a chance to make a run. But if your take is. Now nah, we're good. In. <laughs> your your confidence level is a lot higher than mine is right now. It it's supposed to be each season plank. It's supposed to be stand on its own. Sure. Here's what the resume is, start to finish, their body of work, et cetera, et cetera. Does last year's run help OU? You would think so, right? Does but that does that get you a little benefit of the doubt? Maybe I don't know if it I mean, should. It's not. But it's maybe. not even like they won a regional. I mean, they right. they almost won the national championship. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, from the four hundred five. Will you tell listeners how to listen to prior shows? I missed yesterday's show. Oh, there's so many options. We're so friend. glad you asked. It's almost as if you saw this promotional note that I had to read here. <laughs> uh, I and Josh. Well, let me rephrase that. Josh always puts our show on the podcast page, and there's several different ways that you can get it. However you consume podcasts, like I'm a big Apple podcast guy. I'm trying to be more Spotify, but um, just simply search KREF, go to KREF, and you'll be good to go. Number two is go to KREF.com, and it's right there under podcast yeah you so. just do a little drop down at the top left and boom away you go hey i had mentioned that i went to shawnee and how challenging times still are there sure someone had sent me a link 
and I cannot. Oh, here you go. The 405 writes, thank you for highlighting the need that is still going on in Shawnee. If people want to help, they can go to communityrenewal.org. That's communityrenewal.org. Um, there is a request help slash volunteer to help that you can click on, uh, donate to the relief effort. I mean, I was I was driving down the main street yesterday that was right by OBU, and there, the streetlights are still out. You know, there's areas without power, and this has been, I mean, we're talking over a month, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's sad. It's it's really, it's heartbreaking when you drive down through the, the I, I guess that would be considered part of Main Street, right? Right by the, right by OBU and the, the restaurants that have been destroyed there by the Mazios and the uh, the Schlotzkys, it's right there. It's it. They still need a lot of our help. And, and it's not for lack of caring. No. I think it's just. It's so massive, dude. Well, what I was going to say is it's good that we're talking about this and it's nice that you brought it up, Plank. And to share that link is good because it's just you get caught up in life of, and it's not for lack of caring, but it's one one step, one foot in front of the other, and you're focused on what's going on in your own life and what you have to do to make ends meet in your own world and on and on and on, and you forget – it's it's on to the next thing because mm-hmm. that's just kind of how life goes sometimes. But it's uh, yeah, it's it's good to to highlight that yes, they still need help. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, True Sooner is very busy on the text line today. Things you love to see. Yeah, QB one over there. One way to not take this team for granted, Clemson, is to watch the other regionals all weekend and then watch OU. And you'll see how truly gifted offensively and defensively the Sooners team truly is. It's in another universe. Well, and I think he's saying <laughs> to not take the winning for granted. Exactly. Oh, he's not saying the team Clemson. No, I, no. I <laughs> added that in. My bad. Sorry. Uh, yeah, don't take the Sooners for granted. He's not ready to give his scouting report on Clemson yet. True Sooner, a big visit to the University of Oklahoma I recently. saw that. All the pictures that were up. He was in the locker room. They're sitting in the in the locker stalls, big time. Hanging out uh, at the at the altar of one Dylan Gabriel and Jack yeah. Arnold. The nine one eight though has seen Clemson. Valerie Cagle up for Player of the Year. We have two pitchers who can go toe to toe with her. I saw Cagle play ball and Strico just as good. Go figure. You're not going to throw um, Nicole May in that mix. Go figure. Go figure. Um, <laughs> I really enjoy that texter's text. Yeah, there's the a random lot. go figures. It's the random go figures and the pronunciation are the um, uh, the periods and the exclamation yeah, points the in like the wrong spots. That's s- <laughs> sort of fun. Uh, and then Johnny from UConn. If Jokic keeps going this way in his career, does he go down as one of the best all time big guys? If he keeps rolling like this, absolutely. Especially in an era, Josh, where the big guys kind of snoozed upon, right? Well, but Jokic can step out in space, too, and is reliable from beyond the arc. So he he is the new era big. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But yet he's got some of that old school, of course, to him as well. And the thing for him is this can't be – first of all, you got to cash in, right? Right. Now you're in the NBA Finals. You need four more wins to get that first ring – but then beyond that, to go down as, yes, one of the greats, if he continues on this path, if he turns into a guy that this is not just a Dirk Nowitzki one-year run, absolutely, he will go down as one of the greatest. And Dirk, even with the one-year, people see him as one of the greatest 
European players that came over. You know, whenever we talk about the greatest players of all time, people are like, yeah, let's see, Magic, uh, Michael Jordan, Dirk. Yeah, he's not in that mix. No. But, I mean, Jokic. And, and he's probably, he, he should be. Yeah, he should be. But, yeah, I, I, think, that's, I think that's a very good point. And let's see, there's one more here. No, I don't want to read that one. Maybe on the way out. How about this one? Golf comment. Off subject completely. I think one of the best things about Live Golf is they seem to be making Pat Reed wear golf clothes that almost fit. That's from 5808. <laughs> All right, quick break. We'll wrap it up next on The Ref. Uh, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on The Ref. I agree, guys. Kendall writes out the door. We must win two games. Plus, oh, you needs to shut the Oki Light trash talk. Um, that this <laughs> everyone puts up great numbers until they play Oklahoma in softball. That's from Wade and OKC. Um, you know what? I was kind of excited that the text line was down when TJ texted this morning. But uh, I thought it went pretty well today. I feel good about the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. I always feel great about the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Um, tomorrow on this here very radio program, there is a chance, albeit slight, that Coach Gasso will join us and we'll have a game going on during this show, which is always a good time. Josh, have a great rest of your Tuesday. You too, my friend. What do you say we get back and do it again tomorrow? 9 to noon. Show never stops on Twitter at Josh on Ref. I'm at Plank Show. Everyone should follow us at Kate Ref Sports. Steelman and Thune at noon or next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans.